Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And I am a black woman. Race is something that is very difficult for us to talk about. Because when we get into talking about race, there's a lot of things that come up for a lot of people that make them feel uncomfortable. So the natural inclination to do is to deflect. The natural inclination is to, you know, be shocked and then turn away because it's uncomfortable. It is a heavy situation to think about what discrimination does to our people. It is a heavy thing to think about when we think about discrimination in general, like towards anyone. It is inhumane. And coming from a perspective of someone who's spiritual, if you will, I feel about our humanity, the feelings I have about our humanity is that we are all one, right? So the things that I do to hurt other people hurt me. The things that you do that hurt other people hurt you. And while we watch idly by as my own community gets gunned down, it is so emotionally charging it is so emotionally draining it is so emotionally damaging to my soul my spirit how can I ascend in a high vibrational space when I have to contend daily with the topic of race I don't want to talk about race for those of you who might think that all black people can do is talk about race it's because we have to the situation that's happened over the last couple of weeks, even during a pandemic, we cannot get away with police gunning down our men and our women. It is horrifying that even in a space during the time where we need to be offering everyone the most compassion, that it is still not given to our black community. Now, I already recorded an episode about this and I I listened back to it and I could hear the fear in my voice. I could hear the pain of my ancestors on every side, all people of color. And I didn't think that that would best serve the collective today. But rather 
if I can offer a message that would be helpful, then my message is curiosity. That your experiences, if you are a person who happens to be white, to remain curious about what it is that you're seeing. To want to ask questions about what it is that you see. Not questions that come from a place of defense. Not questions that further wall your perspective. But genuinely, honestly, honestly, empathetically asking from a place of, I want to know. I want to understand. The largest charge that I have, or the largest pain that I have, when we talk about our pain, when we talk about what happens in the news, is the large aspect of deflection. There is, there are so many issues, right? We have so many issues. Um, you know, women's rights, LGBTQ, black, Mexican, minority, like we can, we can list them all. It is challenging for the many hats that I wear that in my professional spaces, I can't speak about this. I can't tell you guys how much it hurts to continue to see more of our community be gunned down by the people we're supposed to be able to trust. No one is coming to save us. To feel anxious every time we get pulled over. I mean, everybody's anxious when they get pulled over, but a next level of anxiousness, a feeling, fearing for your life because of the color of your skin. How is it that it's 2020 and we are still contending with this? We have a long way to go, y'all. We want to talk about love and light and being spiritual and being happy and elevating ourselves, but we cannot do that if we do not include everyone. The vibration of the planet is impacted by everyone's experiences, not just us. And if we're going to wake up, let's wake up in a big way. Let's wake up together. Let's wake up where everyone's life matters. And I don't mean that in a sense of all lives matter. Let's, let's be clear here. People who say all lives matter in, in response to Black Lives Matters is a means to deflect and negate the seriousness that the Black community in our, in our country has. It's like going up to a, a breast cancer foundation march and going, all cancers matter. You should be paying attention to all cancers. All cancers are deathly and terrible. And it's like, yo, we're trying to do something right now here. <laughs> right now, breast cancer is what we're focusing on. And particularly in this country, because those, those, that metaphor doesn't come all the way line up. It is to a disproportionate disparity that our black communities are having to deal with this level of mourning every week. I want to talk to you about privilege. It's a tricky word. Everybody gets triggered. And let me put it this way. If I am someone who has legs, never been amputated, or I was born with them, then I'm able-bodied and I can get up and get out of my bed, no problem. I don't have any need any extra apparatuses. I can just get up. I don't even think about it. I don't think about using my legs. Why? Because I have legs. So that is my privilege. I'm able-bodied. I live in a world that caters to people with legs. So I don't have to think about not having legs. That is what privilege is. And in this country, 
I don't have the opportunity to wake up without thinking about my race. It's sometimes the first thing on my mind. You want to talk about hair? I have to think about how I style my hair and how differently I'll be treated based on it. Or if I wear it big and curly, is someone going to stick their hand up in my hair (laughs) to touch me like I'm a pet? It's not a compliment. Don't touch. You know what? Let me just put that out there. Stop touching people's hair. Let's just start there. But this level of curiosity and not curiosity for our own gain, but curiosity to, to really, truly understand someone else's experience. This is what empathy is. You want to call yourself an empath, but turn a blind eye to what's going on in the news right now. I understand that it's heavy and it's hard to deal with. And sometimes there's, there's a time and a place, right? But if you're someone who doesn't have to think about race in the morning and then you see on the news all of these race issues and you say, oh, wow, that sucks. That's shocking. And that's it. You're also part of the problem. If we're going to be truly empathic beings, if we're going to be truly trying to raise our vibration and do this type of work, go into our shadows, we have to also look at some of the very obvious things like racism. We have to dig in and say, okay, where are areas in which I am not looking? Where are areas that are too uncomfortable? Why do I get triggered when someone says the word privileged? Because I am. I think like maybe if someone, there was someone saying like, you guys are thinking about, you know, you guys have legs and you don't think about like, you don't build houses for us that we can, we can go up and down. There are no ramps for us here. There are no elevators. It's so difficult for us to be able to just get around our homes. And imagine people just being like, wow, that sucks. That's shocking. And doing nothing. It's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. So what does it mean to be curious? Well, it means asking people that are not like you what their experiences are like and holding no judgment for the way that they see their experience. I've had some people want to start some race talks with me without genuine curiosity. Rather, they had an agenda about a point that they wanted to make. And I could feel it, I could see it, I could hear it. And what it does is it further isolates those people. It says that you're not, you you don't really want to hear us. You don't really want to see us. You don't really want to know us. There was a meme that I saw that said, someone said, um, I wish people loved black people as much as they loved black culture. And that hit me in a way because all of the white people I know, like, you know, black music, if you will. It's not black music, but yes, black music. And we'll be the same people who turn away and will not speak on our behalf. The black body is weaponized from a very, very young age. Men being put in jail for, for, for small, teeny tiny what we would call offenses disproportionately than those of their white counterpart. There are statistics. You can look them up. This is not opinion. This is fact. 
mass incarceration, a very real thing. I once had someone tell me that, no, there are more black people in jail because more black people commit crime. I was just dumbfounded and said, okay, this is willful ignorance. This is on purpose because if you can blame the black body, you don't have to feel bad. And my intention is not to make you feel bad, but to make you curiosity, make you curious, I'm sorry, about an experience you don't have. Why, why, what is the point of defensiveness around it? Because it's a charged topic. Yeah, I know. But if, if that's the case, you should lean into it the same way you lean into your shadows and that shadow work that you're trying to do to heal yourself because it directly matters to you, right? Trust me, this is a shadow that the universe is looking at as well. And I believe that it's one of those things that gets worse before it gets better. It's like um, a friend of mine, I mentioned this before, she said, well, you know, when you clean the house and you need to deep clean, it looks worse before it looks better. So I hope that's what we're headed towards, that we're kind of cleaning out the swamp, that there's a critical mass of people that are willing to bond together and say, no more. This is this is absolutely ludicrous. This is ridiculous. What, how, how can this keep happening? Starting to demand justice if people start like waking up and saying, shit, there's something wrong here. It is very similar to, um, and I'm forgetting the name of the effect, but um, there was an example of when I was in New York and people were stepping over this homeless man um, who very well could have been dead. He didn't look like he was breathing. He had smelled like he had let go of his bowels. And everybody on their effort to go to work just stepped over him. And it was the, I, I believe it's, it's not that these people are bad people. It's that they're on their way somewhere. They're busy. They don't have capacity. They're, you know, like, oh, someone else will call the police. Someone else will do it. Instead of actively stepping in where they can make a difference. And um, there's a psychological term for it. I'm forgetting it. But essentially, I'm the one that stopped and I called the police. And I stood there and tried to, you know, while I waited for someone to come, as I did that, someone else woke up and looked at me and go, oh, wow, you know, is he okay? Someone else then came around. Was this person okay? Okay, are you doing so? Who's calling the police? Like, there have been, I don't know, like, I can count on my, a few hands, like, how many times that's happened. That, that negligence, that ignorance, that I can't see that, I won't see it, or I don't see it, is a part of the excuse you saw it you know it's there just don't want to deal with it I don't have the privilege to do that I have to look at it I have to see it and I might not say anything about it all the time but it's something I think about deeply all the time and in your case if you're listening to this and you're not a minority person then my means of having this podcast or saying something to you is as a means to wake you up. We can't do this on our own. We need everyone. This needs to shift as a, this is not a black issue. This is a humanity issue. It's the same for any other oppressed group, any other group that is struggling with equality and having the same experience as everyone else gets to have. Granted, like this is earth and we have yet to see a, a, a time period in time where people have always been equal 
but can we try to get there? What does that look like? It means asking questions. It means asking from a place of genuine love that that this means something right now. We are in a critical time right now where we, we have the opportunity to really affect change. We have the opportunity to stop just posting, reposting this on our, on our stories as if that, we, that does something. It does bring some awareness. It does make you look like you're paying attention. But do you actually care? Do you care about the black families that mourn every week? Someone in their community getting gunned down? Do you care? What does it look like to care? Would it, would it pain you worse to see someone torturing a dog than a black man getting killed? Ask yourself that real question. I watched a whole documentary called... Uh, don't fuck with cats where these internet people who just love cats found the serial killer because he, uh, he killed a cat on YouTube and posted it, ended up killing a person, but they were so outraged that they, they just like committed to finding this guy for a cat and not to diminish the life of a cat compared to a human, but here, come on, like how much do you care? Did you hesitate to click on this podcast? I named it like that for a reason. I know this is hard to listen to. I know this is challenging. I know this is triggering. I don't want to even talk about it. I wish this wasn't something we had to discuss. It's just, I don't have a choice. This, like, I'm so thankful for people like um, Sean King, for instance, who has started a movement to help people do their job. Can you imagine? Um, you know, there was two men, if you haven't heard, um, who hunted down a black man who was jogging, just exercising. Said he fit the description of someone who robbed a house nearby. And they, us father and son, ran after him and killed him called it a citizen's arrest and they walked away free for two months Sean King got online showed everybody got the troops together rallied and finally these men had been arrested and charged but it took the black community to to get outraged and do stuff to get law enforcement to do their job to protect and serve which we haven't had the chance or opportunity to see that if you haven't already seen Amy Cooper um, she was someone who was in a park with her dog off the leash and I believe his name is Christian Cooper saw him her and asked her to put her dog on the leash and uh, she got upset and so I, I don't know what happened before he started recording and she said, stop recording me, stop recording me, stop recording me. And he said, no, like you're supposed to put your dog on the leash and you know, whatever. And she said, I'm going to call the police and tell them an African-American man is threatening my life. 
and this is a white woman then she proceeded to call the police commit a felony like she lied and said this man is threatening me um because she knew she knew she knows what's happening in the news that this blackness is treated unfairly disproportionately to whiteness and she used that and it was a horrific example of why we keep seeing this happen in the news because to some degree people like their killer cops they don't mind it doesn't bother them that much or they won't look at it and if you're one of those people not looking you're in that group I'm sorry like you might have honest intentions and have a good heart but if you're being quiet if you're not saying anything if you're not reposting anything if you're not telling people about what this is you're part of the problem and I know that you can't take care of every cause I know that I can't do it you know you got to pick and choose I guess but if we're going to talk about humanity And we're going to talk about something very, very important. If you like this show, you listen to this show, and you are a white person or a person who happens to be white, then please, from my heart to yours, I am asking for you to come from a place of curiosity to try to deepen your understanding of what knowledge can do. Understanding is important in the unification of us collectively coming together. And if we continue to ignore a group of people who continues to be discriminated against, killed because of the color of their skin, what do you think ascension looks like? How are we meant to raise our vibration? How? I I barely even watch the news, but I cannot ignore what is happening over and over and over it's a pattern there's a reason that there's a pattern because there's a dysfunction there and a dysfunction that at some point I hope we get to a critical mass to be able to overturn but as you can see with our government um, I'm almost like I would say thankful for Trump not for the not for that reason I, I can see that his bigotry has brought people out of the shadows. We can see them now. They're doing it openly. Racist behavior, um, discrimination, hate. It is now out in the open. It is as if we have pulled the couch back and there the roaches are scurrying and doing whatever necessary possible while they still have time. I don't anticipate this is going to be for decades much longer. We are getting close to that critical mass. So I'm 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 asking you guys to listen to, listen to my voice and hear me and approach these situations with such a level of curiosity to understand what someone else's experience is like because if you can hold that level of sympathy you will notice it you will pick up when it happens you will speak up you will stand up for those who cannot stand for themselves 
or who try to stand for themselves but don't have the platform to speak up. Those of you who are influencers, other healers, light workers, spirit, you know, like it's it's a wonderful thing to be in those places, but you you have an audience, you have a platform, you can affect change. And if that's the case, affect change for everyone. Make it available for everyone. Is it accessible for everyone? In this space, even, there's not a lot of people of color in this space. You think that there's a reason behind that? Is new age spirituality only available to white people? No. But when you've been under a type of energy for a prolonged period of time, you might not feel like you have access to that. And that's what we're dealing with is a vibrational access point that loads of people don't have connection to because they are still being enslaved, not just only in physical, but in the mental, in the emotional, in the spiritual. Being held back as a means of oppression can operate in all of the bodies, not just the physical. So in the podcast that I recorded before this, when I was really angry and I was sad and just upset of feeling like, you know, cause like if you're, if you are a person of color and you can continue to see black bodies lining up, you think about your parents and your grandparents and your siblings and yourself, like who's next? Will it be me? And in this, this particular situation with George Floyd, like it wasn't a split second decision that someone, you know, threw off their gun because they were scared, which that happens and it's a tragedy and sometimes it's racially motivated and sometimes it's not. But when you have someone who's kneeled on someone's neck for five full minutes, maybe longer while they scream for their life and you don't move. This man was handcuffed and unarmed. Oh, he was resisting arrest. Was he? Or is that just what we say now? Even if he was, this man was cuffed on the ground, no arms with him. And this man knelt on his neck. If it bothers you that Colin Kaepernick took a knee, and so you called it unpatriotic? Oh, oh, oh. This is inhumane. I hope that it bothers you just as much. There's a reason why there are these protests happening. And black people are always talking about race because we have to. How else? Nobody's going to fight this fight for us. And I particularly know that my audience, my audience is largely white so I'm, I'm talking to y'all from your black spiritual sister. I'm asking for your help to pay attention, to ask questions, to repost and make a video and say, say something because this is a humanity issue. We are supposed to all be in this together. Every fucking ad I've heard about coronaviruses, we're in this together. But are we? Are we really in this together? Does it matter to you 
not just black issues, but other issues that don't affect you? Do you really feel like we're all one? And if we are, how are we harming ourselves? By us not looking at things, by us not questioning things, by us not standing up and saying something. We're always waiting for someone else to do it. Fuck being passive. I say that with all due respect. If there is something you've been sitting on for a long time about the way that you feel, say something. God damn it for the love of God. Please say something. Say it's not even about race. <laughs> you know, like speak up. This this time of like waiting for someone else to do something or waiting for us to some to take care of something or sitting back idly while we're we're just we're just watching the injustice continue to layer upon layer upon layer this is trauma epigenetical trauma that our ancestors our future ancestors will experience and still feel the ripple from this is hard i know guys like and i'm sorry that this is heavy but this is important that you approach these topics from a level of curiosity. If this is not your experience and you don't know what it's like, don't jump to be defensive because you don't want to be looped in as racist. Trust me, some of my, my dear friends can be racist. They're not even aware of it. I have to call them on it. Yo, hey, what you said is eh, not, not great. This is how this makes me feel, um, which most are receptive to it because they don't have ill intentions about that. And it's about having that conversation. It's not about me being right and you being wrong. It's not about that at all. It's about us being one and us having all of us having the same opportunity to be able to experience life on this planet as humanely as possible. And I understand that there will be injustices for as long as we are human, but I just can't, I can't, guys, I can't watch this in the news anymore. I cannot continue to see the same thing happen over and over while I watch people say nothing. It is too much. Like, I know that when I've posted things in the past, I've had a bunch of people unfollow me. This is not the content I signed up for. You know what? Then bye. Please, like, if the, if this podcast turns you off, by all means, don't listen to this anymore because I will not get any faker i will only tell you the truth always from the beginning to the end anyway i just would like to extend my heart to yours without race without bounds just from from an energetic perspective that i do a service on this podcast to hopefully help people heal to help people see to help people wake up to help myself wake up i don't know everything that's for damn sure. But in particular, this very uncomfortable situation that our country deals with on seemingly daily. I cannot sit back and not say anything anymore. Not that I was quiet about it before, but like, my God, there was even fear for me, like starting this and, and recording it and thinking like, I feel nervous to speak my truth about this. Because I know how people rea react. I know how much hurt and pain is involved in this process of talking about race that we just don't talk about it and it stays stagnant. The only way we're going to fix this 
and stop having to talk about it is to talk about it and talk about it some more. How can we bridge the gap? How can we get closer on our understanding? How can you see me like I see you? How can you see the way that the media portrays certain groups of people and how that floods your subconscious when you see them walking down a road by yourself? Do you feel safe? Do you not feel safe? Does that inform your decision to decide to call the police? Do you think about that? I'm going to call some police on some, some black people who are barbecuing in the park. Why? Because they're not following guidelines. Fuck the guidelines. Do you know that that is aggressive and could possibly cost them their life in this country? Do you know that? Is, are people, some people are operating from that knowledge. There was a woman whose actual name, I believe, was Becky, who called the police on some people and, and they weren't doing anything wrong. And it was the, the idea to police these people who are in our neighborhood because we're scared of them. Trust me. Black people are no more scary than anybody else. Hate is a, is a powerful thing. It is a scary thing. And the way that it helps operate, it overrides even our almost most conscious thoughts of the way that we perceive people and the ideas that we have about them. It's important for us to have this conversation. If you have questions, ask me. I will tell you. I will tell you what's the appropriate way to respond. I will tell you what what hurts and what's what matters, what doesn't. Like, I mean, to me. So I just ask for curiosity that you, if you are a person who happens to be white, that you approach this, this conversation, that you, you allow yourself to have some level of interest in allowing humanity to have an equal experience, that, that there are no longer two systems in this country. If you're from another country, you still are very much tuned in to what's happening in America, I'm sure. And I don't doubt that you have your own racial disparities amongst your people in your country as well. It is unfortunate that this is a conversation we are still having. However, let's have it so we can stop having to have it. Let's open this up. What is this gaping, festering wound that we won't look at? This is not a black problem. This is a humanity problem. And let me say that again. This is not a black problem. This is a humanity problem. We need to start seeing each other, really seeing each other, not just pick and choose, but we are all operating on the same hand, but just different fingers. Would you ever, ever imagine that you sliced your forefinger and you ignored it? Because that wasn't your favorite finger. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really have to do with me. I really particularly like my middle finger and my ring finger. So I'm going to let this one bleed out. <laughs> no, we don't do that because it matters to us. It's our hand. And in the same way, if you're a spiritual person and you're listening to this, our hand is hurt. We need help. We need bandages. We need questions. We need hugs. We need curiosity. 
We need love. We need love. We don't need people defending their fragility to us. I hate when I have a conversation about race and then I end up having to comfort the person who feels uncomfortable about the race issue that does not affect them. Stop doing that to people, please. Don't ask a question and then talk about how bad you feel about what's happening in the world and make it about you. If you ask the question, genuinely be curious about the person who it victimizes. Because I'm not here to step on eggshells for your feelings about something you don't have to deal with daily. And that sounds really harsh and I'm sorry, but it's, it is the honest to goodness truth. I can be so understanding for so many things, but I will not spend my time trying to placate to someone who does not, who is not curious, who's not genuinely curious about what it is like to be black in America. I just simply don't have time. I mean, and you shouldn't either. Like, I mean, if there's something that you've been victimized of, are you going to listen to someone who hasn't experienced those things, how bad they feel about it and their excuses? That's just a waste of time. So I don't know, like this, it's disheartening when black people see in the news, another one bites the dust from people that are supposed to protect and serve us. It doesn't feel like we have the same system fighting for our need to have safety and fighting for our need to live the American dream. What does that look like? The American dream for black people is to be able to do the same things white people can do without having to fear for their life. Going for a jog going to the store, going for a drive, simple things to be able to have due process, get a fair trial. There's, there are so many things. I just, I don't want to get into the particular examples. If you care, do your research. Look up, look up the things that I talked about. Look up the things that you're curious about. Ask your black friends, what do they feel like? What does this make them feel? How does this affect them? How does this harm them? We're having to, to suffer extra layers of trauma just based on our historical context. There, there's more healing that has to be done. More epigenetical trauma from genocide and oppression. And, you know, like, I mean, it's the... You know, if you're a woman listening to this, you've experienced that on some level. You can relate. Not to say men haven't faced some sorts of signs of oppression, but, you know, we know. (laughs) So if that's the case, like imagine, you know, like when you go to get your car fixed and having that suspicion that you're being overcharged because you're a woman. I don't know as much about cars. Am I being taken advantage of? And having that yucky feeling of someone taking advantage of you because you're a woman well that's that is what it's like to be black <laughs> to have to ask yourself the question and fill your brain with the mental clutter of am i being treated differently because i'm black there have been too many times where i've had to ask myself that question and what it does to your energy field have you thought about that what does that mental clutter do to your day-to-day experience and how you're able to progress as a, as a spiritual person. 
there's there's I don't think there's any question of why there's so many white people in the spiritual space why we don't see a lot of people of color in the spiritual space we're still having to overcome our recent history of trauma it wasn't accessible to us and I'm thankful that I'm, I'm in this space and I can show representation and we can start collectively adding more diversity to these experiences because diversity is important we don't need the echo chamber of the same, the same, the same. The whole reason that we have all of these different people and different experiences is to bring perspective to the world. How boring would it be if we were all the same? But asking yourself, are you being curious enough? Do you care about what's happening? Does it make you uncomfortable? Why does it make you uncomfortable? Do you feel p- triggered by my words, my words of love and call? Because this makes you feel uncomfortable? Well, guess what? My life is uncomfortable. Dark-skinned people's lives are uncomfortable. The day-to-day of what we are having to mentally process is so heavy. It is so heavy. I don't need to explain it to you. But if you can remain curious and loving and remain in a space of, you know what, this is a collective. This is not a black issue. I'm not going to let just black people deal with it. It's important that I speak up too. It's important that I'm aware too. It's important that I share these things too. Oh, it doesn't fit your brand? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Because this is a humanity issue. And if your brand is more important than using your platform or using, you know, your access, your privilege to help others, then what's the point? What are you here to ascend from? Because you don't really care. It's only about me. It's only about you. I personally would like to see the collective heal. And that includes our, our black brothers and sisters in our community. So this is just a call, my heart to yours. And I know that this is a challenging topic to talk about, but let's have this conversation. Leave me a voice message, write me a message on Instagram or Twitter, and let's have this conversation. I am not interested in having conversations with people who are not curious. I want to open this space as a community a safe community for people to gain more knowledge about aspects of our humanity in this country they might not experience I'm holy and happy to entertain those people but I'm not going to sit here and defend what my people have been through have to defend it you know based on what I said I said what I said So anyway, I hope you guys are receptive to this. I hope that you hear in my voice just how tired we are. If I can speak for all of us, it is mind numbing. We don't want to talk about it all the time. We don't want to focus on it. We don't want to add more divisiveness. We want to be unified. But if we don't speak up and say anything for ourselves, the Calvary is not coming to save us. And neither are you to be honest. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to help, (laughs) ask questions. 
Remain curious. Allow yourselves to understand what it is to, to endure the black experience and what that means. I've even looked into spiritually like, okay, if we, when we go through hardships, what are the catalysts? Is there a reason that particular groups have had to have so much um, strife, so many catalysts for their lives? Is this some type of spiritual flip? I don't know. But I want to offer you that word today. I want to offer curiosity that you can, for anything really, but like particularly this issue, do you care? Will you care? Will you have the uncomfortable conversations? Will you repost that tweet, that Instagram post, even if it doesn't fit your brand? <laughs> will you, what will your family members think? Are your family members racist? If you know they're racist, are you having those conversations with them or turning a blind eye and thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. They're not going to change their mind. You have that power to become the critical mass and change the game for everyone. Why don't we help everyone? Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyaliyah.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyaliyah for daily content and inspiration.